Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From London, we present the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Jonathan Mystery. Episode 4, The Encounter. We arrived about 8 o'clock, Mrs. Temple... We came down to see Mrs. Gulliver, that's Richard's landlady. Yes, I know. Go on, Mrs. Fogarty. Well, she telephoned us this morning. The poor dear seems rather worried. What about exactly? Well, apparently a letter arrived for Richard this morning, and Mrs. Gulliver opened it by mistake. What sort of a letter? Well, that's just the point. It, it doesn't seem important. It doesn't seem at all important. And yet... She... Well? Well, it's from that friend of Richard's, the one no one seems to know anything about. Jonathan. Jonathan? Yes, uh, may I see it? Yes. Um, oh, I expect that's Robert. Come in, Mr. Ferguson. Thank you, Mrs. Temple. I had a hunch you'd be here, Helen. I wanted Mr. Temple to see the letter, Robert. Mrs. Gulliver seemed to think it was important. How can it be important? It's just a letter wishing a guy a happy birthday. What does it say? Uh, dear Richard, this is just to wish you a happy birthday. Hope to see you at the end of the week. Regards, Jonathan. Well, does that strike you as being a very mysterious letter? You say Mrs. Gulliver opened it by mistake? That's right. She was in quite a flap about it. When did you see her? This evening. Helen suddenly got it into her head that Richard might try and contact Mrs. Gulliver. She's made the old girl promise that if he does, she'll get in touch with us straight away. I see. Look, it seems to me there's a perfectly simple explanation for all this Jonathan business. Oh, what is the simple explanation? Jonathan is a friend of Richard's. He's on holiday, and he hasn't taken the trouble to read the newspapers. I know I don't on holiday. So he simply doesn't know anything about the murder or Richard's disappearance. Ferguson, tell me, was that the only reason you came to Oxford to see Mrs. Gulliver? No, no not entirely. My wife thinks he's being blackmailed. Mm, blackmailed? Yes, she's convinced that he didn't commit the murder himself and that someone is exercising a sort of influence over him. Is that your opinion? No, it is not. Oh, Robert. It's no good, Helen. I've got to speak my mind. Look, Temple, Richard's an only child. I, I don't want to get sentimental, but he's the only thing we've got in the world. 
But just because we're crazy about him, it doesn't mean to say that we can't see straight. It doesn't mean to say that I can't see straight anyway. Richard's always been a peculiar boy. He's selfish and egotistic. Oh, Listen, isn't. Helen, if Mr. Temple's going to help us, he's got to know the truth. Did you make Richard an alliance? Uh, sure. How do you think he lived? Was it a generous one? <laughs> Depends what you call generous. Well, $6,000 a year. Oh, that certainly is generous. Supposing he suddenly found that he needed money, quite a lot of money, £2,000, for instance, would he have asked you for it? Well, who else? Would you have given it to him? Uh, that depends. £2,000 is a lot of well, money. If Richard needed the money, he'd have got it, Mr Temple. If not from his father, then from me. But he didn't need money. He had no financial troubles. Are you sure? I'm positive. Hmm. Uh, Mr Temple, you remember that magazine? The one that was sent to our hotel with the, the message scrawled across it? Yes. Well, we've discovered who Europa is. It's the nom de plume of a writer called Mavis Russell. Apparently she lives in Oxford and was a friend of Richard's. I expect Mr. Temple already knows that. Yes, I do. I've met Mrs. Russell. Oh, was she a great friend of Richard's? Uh, yes, I think she was. She still believes that it was Richard who was murdered. Oh, but that's absurd. I've seen Richard. Richard's alive, all right. There's no doubt about it. I only hope he stays that way. What do you mean, Robert? I don't know whether Mr. Temple agrees with me or not, but I've got a hunch that it isn't only the police that Richard's trying to avoid. But who else would he want to avoid? I don't know. Maybe a woman, maybe Mrs. Russell. Or who knows, maybe Jonathan. You're late. And you're making a beast of yourself. Mm, well, this porridge is very good. Look, there's an excellent menu this morning. Kippers, ham and eggs, kedgeree. Maybe, but just coffee for me. <laughs> you know, you look like the morning after the night before. Oh, thank you very much. It's taken me 20 minutes to look like this. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I meant only... <laughs> you get on with your breakfast. <laughs> oh, why three cups? We've got company, darling. Oh, Lord. If there's anything I detest, it's company for breakfast. Do you see it? <gasps> Oh, sorry. <laughs> Great. Oh, I didn't mean you. When did you arrive in Oxford? Oh, about an hour ago. Will you have some coffee? Thank you. Temple, I've just been on the phone to the inspector. He confirms what I've told him. What was that? Well, you remember the card, the first Jonathan card, that arrived for Richard the morning after the murder? Yes. Well, the Yard have discovered that the actual message on the card, the one supposed to be from Jonathan, was a blind. Our cryptographical people got to work on it, Steve. They x-rayed it and discovered a secret message. What, an invisible ink? Yes, this was obviously the real message, the one intended for Richard Ferguson. Was it from Jonathan? It was signed, Jonathan, but, well, I suppose message is hardly the right word. It's just a list of letters and numbers, probably a cipher of some sort. Show Steve the copy I gave you, Temple. Oh, here you are, Steve. I don't suppose you make head or tail of it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> We also examined the second card, the one that was intended for Dinah Nelson. The one that Reggie McIntosh gave me? Yes, it was negative, completely negative. It didn't reveal anything except the actual handwriting. Perhaps you'd better do the same to this letter. Dear Richard, this is just to assure... Where did you get this letter? Mrs Ferguson gave it to us last night. Apparently it arrived for Richard yesterday morning and his landlady, Mrs Gulliver, opened it by mistake. Oh? 
I think I'd better tell you what happened last night, Sir Graham. Yes, do. Well, when we arrived Just here... a moment, darling. Um, this cipher, Sir Graham. Yes? Uh, look. 789267246 A-L-E-F-L-O-E-L-F. Well? Well, if you split the numbers up and say, take the first three numbers and the first three letters, 789-A-L-E... Yes... Now take the next three numbers and the next three letters. 267-FLO. What are you getting at, Steve? Well, they look like car registration numbers. 246-ELF. Why, Timothy, she's right, Sir Graham. 246-ELF. Hmm? I remember that number. Do you? It's the number of the car that Red Harris showed me, the Lombard, the one that was for sale. Yeah. Are you sure? Absolutely positive. Ah, that good old intuition. Ah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I wonder if the others tie up in any way... I'll phone the numbers to Inspector Gerard and get a check on them. <laughs> Jolly good, Steve. Mm. <laughs> That'll cost you a new hat, darling. Oh, yeah? And I've seen the very model, LSD1414. What? Fourteen guineas to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if this Jonathan business has got anything to do with a car racket, it's a curious coincidence. What do you mean? The French people picked up André Dumas last night. Dumas? Yes, he's probably the biggest car racketeer on the continent. Oh, yes, I remember reading about him. They've been after him for months. Mm -hmm. Now, tell me what happened last night, Temple. Well, just after I phoned you, we ran into Mrs Russell. She gave me a signet ring, which she said was Richard's, and which she said had been sent to her through the post. Steve and I then went along to the encounter. That's a restaurant owned by a man called Mark Elliott. Yes, I've heard of it. At the encounter, either Mark Elliott or Reggie McIntosh or Dinah Nelson relieved me of the ring. When we got back to the hotel, Richard Ferguson phoned me. Richard Ferguson? Mm-hmm. And told me to take the ring to Mrs. Gulliver. He said that if I did, he would meet me tonight at the encounter and explain what this is all about. After I'd spoken to Richard, his mother turned up with the letter, the one I've given to you. Did you tell her about the phone call? No, I didn't mention the call or the ring. Hmm. It's a pity you lost that ring, Temple. Yes, I agree. But I still intend to see Mrs. Gulliver. If young Ferguson's in touch with her, then it's ten to one Excuse that... Excuse me, sir. Oh, yes? Uh, there's a gentleman asking for you at the reception desk, Mr. Temple. Uh, Mr. Charles. Oh, sir. that's Rudolph Charles, Max Wyman's friend. The young fellow you spoke to on the telephone, Sir Graham. Oh, yes. Uh, ask him to join us, will you? Uh, very good, sir. You know, judging from what young Ferguson said, it looks as if Mrs Gulliver's mixed up in this business. Yes. Have you met her, Sir Graham? No, I haven't, Steve. But according to Inspector Gerard, she's rather a pleasant type of person. Was Richard Ferguson her only paying guest? Yes, but he wasn't exactly a paying guest. He rented the top of the house and turned it into a sort of flatlet. It was quite self-contained. I see. Paul, do you think that signet ring, or rather what was on the ring, ties up with the card that Jonathan sent? Yes, I think it may, Steve, but I can't quite see how. What was on the ring? A4 and D4 scratched on the inside. Apart from that, it was just an ordinary signet ring. Here's Mr Charles. Good morning, Mr Charles. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Do sit down. Oh, you oh, know Sir Graham Forbes. Oh, Sir Graham, how, how very fortunate. I, I almost telephoned you this morning, sir, but I thought perhaps I, I'd better have a word with Mr. Temple first. Yes, well, now you can have a word with both of us, Mr. Charles. Yes. Uh, sir Graham, uh, when I spoke to you on the phone, I told you that Max Wyman was in Scotland and that he was due back in Oxford sometime tonight. Yes. 
Well, it appears I was mistaken. Max isn't in Scotland. He is? No. I telephoned the Martins late last night. They're the people he's supposed to be staying with. They haven't seen Max. He was expected on Tuesday, but he just didn't turn up. Where does he live? His home's at Staveley, just outside Windermere. Well, he probably changed his mind and went home for two or three days. No, his father, Lord Ellsworth, t- telephoned me this morning. They, they haven't seen Max. They haven't even heard from him for almost a month. What's he like, Max Wyman? Oh, he's charming. You'd like him, Temple. Oh, everybody likes Max. I, I don't think there's a student in Oxford that Max doesn't know. I mean, really, no. Yes, that's why I wanted you to meet him. No, you misunderstand me, Sir Graham. I meant, what does he look like? He's about uh, 5 feet 11, uh, dark. Clean shaven. How old is he? Well, I should say he's about 22. He's just 23, Sir Graham. Mm, I see. How tall is Richard Ferguson? He's about 5 feet 11, uh, perhaps 6 foot. As a matter of fact, Ferguson always reminds me of Max, but Max is a much stronger personality. You know, oddly enough, when you see them together, there's a strange likeness between... Mr. Temple, you don't think it was Max? You don't think it was Max Wyman who was murdered? It's a possibility, Sir Graham. A strong possibility. I'll give you a ring as soon as we've seen Mrs. Gulliver, Sir Graham. Yes, all right, Temple. If you want to get in touch with me during the morning, I should be with Gerard at police headquarters, Oxford 41299. Right. Well, I sincerely hope that you're wrong about Max Wyman. Yes, so do I, but I've got an uncanny feeling that I'm not. Your car's here, Mr. Temple. Oh, thank you. Ready, Steve? Yes, dear. See you later, Sir Graham. Yes. Goodbye, Steve. Goodbye. I want you to take us to 3 Mortimer Close. 3 Mortimer Close. Very good, sir. Wait a minute, Paul. What is it? Isn't that Mark Elliot? Hmm? He's just driven up on the other side of the road. Oh, yes, so it is. I think he wants to have a word with you. Yes. You get in the car, Steve. I'll join you in a minute. Yes, all right. Hello. Where are you off to? Oh, nowhere in particular. Where are you off to? I'm going up to town for two or three days. Oh, I see. I'm very glad I spotted you, Temple. There's something I want to ask you. Well? Did you lose anything last night at the restaurant, I mean? Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. I lost a ring. A signet ring? Yes. Is this it? Yes. (laughs) One of the waiters said he thought it was yours. He found it in the cocktail bar. The cocktail bar? You must have dropped it. Yes, I must have done. Well, I'm glad you got it back anyway. But what made you think this ring belonged to me? I've told you. One of the waiters said so. Yes, but it hasn't got any initials or anything on it. No, I noticed that. Francois said he saw you with the ring. He said you showed it to Dinah Nelson. Yes, that's right, I did. Well, there you are. Well, I'm delighted you got it back. Yes, thanks very much. You must have a very observant staff at the encounter. Oh, I don't know. We try to please. Goodbye, Temple. Goodbye.
business, Mortimer Close, sir. That's number three, on the corner. Oh, thank you. You want me to wait? Yes, please. We shan't be very long. Okay, sir. I'll turn the car around. It'll be over on the other side. All right. Let's get out, Steve. Perhaps she's out, Paul. Hmm. Well, we'll wait a minute. Mm. If she is out, I'll dismiss the car and we'll go for a stroll and come back later. Yes. I think there's someone coming. Ah. Yes? What is it? Uh, could we see Mrs. Gulliver, please? Uh, is she expecting you? Uh, no, she isn't, but I think she'll see me. My name's Temple. Temple? Yes. Uh, tell her I'm a friend of Richard Ferguson's. Oh, well, uh, you better come in. Thank you. bit of a mess here. I'm just doing a spot of spring cleaning. Yes, I can see that. Do you work for Mrs. Gulliver? Uh, one day a week, that's all. Usually Tuesdays or Fridays. I'm with the domestic help service. I'll say, did you say you was a friend of Richard Ferguson's? Yes. Well, what has happened to him? Is he dead or isn't he? That's what I like to know. The blinking papers just don't know what to make of it. Look, I'm afraid we haven't a lot of time. If you don't mind, we'd like to see Mrs. Gulliver. Uh, yeah, okay then. Well, I'll, I'll give her a shout. She's upstairs. Mrs. Gulliver? Mrs. Gulliver! Well, don't you think she'd hear you better if you switched the vacuum off? Oh, she'd hear me all right, but it put paid to the vacuum. Took me half an hour this morning to get the blinking thing started. Uh, Mrs. Gulliver! You better wait in the drawing room. I'll pop upstairs. Thank you. I shall be a jiffy. It's rather a nice room. Hmm. Paul, I've been thinking about that ring that Elliot handed back to you. Are you sure it's the same ring? Positive. Oh, well. Perhaps he was telling the truth. Perhaps you did drop it in the cocktail bar. Hmm, perhaps. Well, if you didn't drop it, I failed to see what a... Listen. I thought I heard the front door closing. I'm rather doubtful about that young man. What do you mean? Why didn't he switch the vacuum off? Well, he told you why. He spent half an hour trying to get it started. doesn't seem to be anyone coming. No. I'll answer it. Hello? Hello? Is that three Mortimer Close? Yes, that's right. Is Mrs. Gulliver there? Uh, she's upstairs at the moment. Well, could I speak to her, please? It's rather urgent. Well, I'll see if I can get her. Who is it speaking? This is Di... Hello? Hello? What's happened? She's rung off. Who was it? It sounded like Dinah Nelson. I'm sure it was. What did she want? She asked for Mrs. Gulliver. She said it was urgent. She sounded urgent, too. Look here, I don't like the look of all this. It's about time Mrs. Gulliver put in an appearance. Yes, I think so, too. Come on, Steve. I don't see any sign of our cockney friend. No. I'll bet that was the front door we heard. I'm going to switch this thing off. Oh, careful. Oh, it's all right. Yeah, that's better. Paul, listen. By Timothy. What is it? It must be Mrs. Gulliver. That's why he kept the vacuum on, so we shouldn't hear her. Oh, Paul. She must be in here. Oh, don't. Please don't. I haven't got 
the ring. I swear I haven't got it. Mrs. Gulliver, listen. Oh, please don't hurt me. She's in a dreadful state. Steve, go downstairs. Phone Sir Graham. Tell him what's happened and tell him we need an ambulance. Quickly, Steve, quickly. Of course, on the other hand, you've got to bear in mind that if you'd arrived at the house a few minutes earlier... Ah, here's the inspector. Well, Gerard? It doesn't look too good, sir. What does the doctor say? He's still non-committal. Is she still unconscious? Yes, and I'm afraid she will be for some time. I'm staying here at the hospital, sir, just in case... Yes, all right, Inspector. Good Lord, is that the time? I'd better be making a move. If you want me, I should be at the hotel. Very good, sir. What do you intend to do, Temple? I'm going back to the hotel, too. I'm taking Steve to the encounter later. You know, in spite of what's happened to Mrs. Gulliver, I've got a feeling that Richard Ferguson might keep that appointment. I doubt it, Temple. I doubt it very much. Have you still got the ring? Uh, Yes. Do you want it? No, you keep it for the time being. Did you examine it, Inspector? Yes, we've made a detailed examination, sir. It looks to me like an ordinary signet ring, except for the markings. Yes, it does to me, sir. Uh, Temple, that man who let you into Mrs. Gulliver's, would you recognise him again? Yes, I'm sure I would. You've never seen him before? No, I don't think so. Come in. Excuse me, sir. Oh, come in, officer. Uh, Inspector Whiting asked me to deliver this message, sir. Oh, thank you. There's no reply. Thank you, sir. Well? That letter Temple gave you, sir, the one he got from Mrs. Ferguson. Yes? The Yard have examined it. It's negative. That means the first Jonathan card had the cipher. The second card that Macintosh gave us was negative, and the letter's negative. Yes. There's something else on this report, sir. Well? Temple was right. It was Max Wyman who was murdered. Good evening, Mr. Temple. Oh, good evening. Have you reserved a table, sir? Uh, Yes, I have. Oh, yes, Mr. Temple, a table for two, that's right. Um, has there been any message for me? I don't think so, sir. Wait a moment, uh... No, I'm afraid not, sir. Oh, all right, thank you. I'll be in the cocktail bar. Very good, sir. (laughs) Good evening, sir. Oh, good evening. Dry martini, please. Yes, sir. Make that too, Bobby. Very good, madam. Oh, hello, Mrs. Russell. Hello. Are you alone? Well, at the moment, I'm waiting for my wife. Do you mind if, if I join you? No, of course not. I, I'm glad I bumped into you. I'm glad I bumped into you too, Mr. Temple. I'm very lonely. Oh? I've been very lonely for a very long time. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry too. Still, I feel better now. Ever so much better. You're an Oasis in my life, a mirage. <clears throat> uh, two dry martinis. Oh, thank you. Um, wouldn't you prefer an orange juice? Me? Yes. An orange juice? Yes. Whatever gave you that idea? Well, I um, thought perhaps it might make a change. Oh, it would. A terrible change. A definite deterioration. I don't know whether you know it or not, Mrs. Russell, but you're just a little bit high. Oh, me? Mm. A little bit? Yes. Oh. Well, it's not surprising. I've had six scotch and martini. What? Oh, no, that's not right, is it? I hope not. It can't be right. Bobby, can you mix scotch and martini? Well, you can, madam, but I don't advise it. Oh. 
Well, cheers. Cheers. I suppose you've heard about Mrs. Gulliver. No. She was brutally attacked. Attacked? Yes, she's critically ill. When did it happen? This morning. Do you know why she was attacked? No. They thought she had the signet ring. Who's they? Suppose you tell me, Mrs. Russell. Well, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just a simple little girl. Oh, you're not simple. And if it comes to that, you're not little either. You're a big girl with big ideas. You got rid of that signet ring, didn't you? You knew it was dynamite, so you got rid of it. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I think you do. Uh, excuse me, sir. Yes, what is it? Uh, you're wanted on the telephone, Mr. Temple. Oh, thanks. But I'll see you later, Mrs. Russell. I hope so. Bobby, another scotch and martini. You can take the call in the box over here, sir. Oh, thank you. Hello? Mr. Temple? Yes? Hold on a moment, please. Your party's on the line now. Go ahead, please. Hello? Hello? Paul Temple? Yes? This is Richard Ferguson. Ah, I was wondering if I should hear from you. Temple, listen. How is Mrs. Gulliver? She's ill. Very ill. I was sorry to hear about that. Terribly sorry. Please believe listen, me. Listen, Ferguson. What is it you want? Did you give Mrs. Gulliver the ring? No, I didn't. I've still got it. Temple, I've got to have that ring. I've got to have it. Well, you know where I am. Come and get it. No, I can't do that. Listen, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do, Ferguson. I'll give you 20 minutes. If I don't see you in 20 minutes, I'll take this precious signet ring of yours and toss it in the river. No, don't do that. Don't do that, for heaven's sake. Temple, I'll tell you everything, but... Uh, oh, look. Do you know the first AA box on the Bedford Road? Coming out of Oxford, it's on the right. Just near a clump of birch trees. Uh-huh, I know the one you mean. I'll be there in 15 minutes. I'll park my car on the right near the trees. The car's a black saloon, YBW820. I'll be sitting in the car, waiting for you. All right, Ferguson, I'll be there. I'll be there in 20 minutes. should be very nearly there, darling, surely. Yes, I think it's about another quarter of a mile. But I was wrong. We just passed the box. There are the trees over there. I don't see any sign of the car. No. Wait a minute. There it is. He's parked in the side, near the hedge. His lights are out. Oh, yes. Have you got the ring? Yes, I've got it, but young Ferguson isn't having it. Not until I know what all this is about. Stay here. I'll bring him back to the car. Oh, no, I'm coming with you. Now, don't be silly. I'm coming with you. Oh, all right. He must have seen us by now. Yes, he's getting out of the car. You asked for this, my friend, and now you're going to get it. Look out, Steve. He's got a revolver. It's Mark Elliot. That was the fourth episode of Paul Temple and the Jonathan Mystery by Francis Durbridge. The part of Paul Temple was played by Peter Cook and Steve by Marjorie Westbury. The play was produced for the BBC by Martin C. Webster.